Good morning, afternoon, or evening, whatever it may be, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to today's episode 133 of the Word Encounter. And um, we left off in chapter 46 of Isaiah. We're going to pick it up in chapter 47. And the title to this chapter says, The Fall of Babylon. Let's go to verse 1. It says, Go down and sit in the dust, virgin daughter of Babylon. Sit on the ground without a throne, daughter Chaldea, for you will no longer be called pampered and spoiled. Verse 2. Take millstones and grind flour, remove your veil, strip off your skirt, bare your thigh, wade through the streams. Your nakedness will be uncovered and your disgrace will be exposed. I will take vengeance. I will spare no one. So just as a reminder, we see here that Isaiah is prophesying uh, in around uh, the year 600 you know, B.C., somewhere in that, no, 700 B.C., somewhere around there. And uh, these events occur out in about mm, 530 B.C., somewhere around there. So that's about 170 years out. He's prophesying. These events have not taken place yet. He's prophesying to the people. And uh, uh, Judah has not been taken into exile by Babylon yet. But again, <clears throat> the Lord is foretelling what will come. And so as we found out yesterday, he has challenged the false gods and whatnot to tell the future because he says, I do not tell what's going to happen in secret. I do not talk in secret. I let people know what's going to happen. And these things come to pass. And by this, I, can, I am showing you who I am. I am proving to you who I am. And so here we have Isaiah prophesying out uh, to Babylon that Babylon is going to fall. And he's telling the Babylonians what's going to happen to them. He says, I will take vengeance. I will spare no one because the Lord says, vengeance be mine. And so he was not satisfied with uh, what they did, even though he was the one that sent Babylon to take Judah into exile because of uh, Judah's inequities. And so, but they didn't, they went above and beyond. They, 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 they went far beyond what the Lord intended them to do. And so he told them, or he's telling them now what's going to happen to them because of their disobedience. We'll get into that in a second. In verse six, it says, I, the Lord, <clears throat> was angry with my people, my people Judah. I was angry with my people. I profaned my possession. So the Lord is admitting that that he he came down on his chosen ones because uh, he was angry with them. It says, and I handed them over to you. You know, I handed them over to you, Babylon, but you showed them no mercy. You made your yoke very heavy on the uh, elderly. So he's saying, not only did you... Um, uh, show no mercy specifically to the elderly, you were extremely cruel. It says in verse seven, you said, I will be the queen forever. You did not take these things to heart or think about their outcome. See, it says you're saying that I'm the queen. Essentially, I can do what I want to do. And so that's what I'm doing. If I want to be harsh, I'll be harsh. Verse eight. So now hear this lover of luxury who sits securely, who says to herself, I am and there is no one else like me. I will never be a widow or know the loss of children. So this is Babylon saying, look, I'm beautiful. I love luxury. Yeah, so what? You know, I, I'm all that. I'm never going to experience these bad things because I'm essentially placing myself in the position of God. And then it says in verse nine, these two things will happen to you suddenly in one day, the loss of children and widowhood. They will happen to you 
in their entirety. So the Lord is saying, yeah, you're secure. You think that nothing happens to your children and whatnot, but in one day I'm going to strike you and it's going to happen to everybody. Verse 10, it says, you were secure in your wickedness. You said, no one sees me. How many times do we do that, right? We think we can do whatever we want because we're not going to be discovered. We think we're doing things clandestine in a clandestine nature. See, we think we can manipulate and maneuver behind the scenes and nobody's going to see us. You know, we tell ourselves, no one sees me. And it says your wisdom and knowledge led you astray. You thought you were too smart. You thought you were too wise. See, but Proverbs says, you know, it's foolish for a man to be wise in his own eyes. But that's what you were. And that led you astray. You said to yourself this. You said, I am and there is no one else. You said to yourself that I'm all that matters. Nobody else counts. I can do what I want. Verse 11. But disaster will happen to you, says the Lord. You will not know how to avert it. And it will fall on you, but you will be unable to ward it off. Devastation will happen to you suddenly and unexpectedly. See, and so the Lord is telling them everything that's going to happen to them. He says that devastation is going to happen to you uh, suddenly and unexpectedly. See, you're going to be caught off guard. You're thinking that you're secure and everything is cool, but no, 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 no. So the Lord says, no, that's, that's, it's not going to be that way. Because you thought you had things a certain way, but you don't have it that way. And so for their insolence, he's going to punish them because they went too far and they thought that they were essentially gods in their own right. There's a warning in that for us. Chapter 48, the section title says, Israel must leave Babylon. Now, why would it say Israel must leave Babylon? You know, a lot of times... When it, I forget, it's just some kind of syndrome that's named. Is it Stockholm Syndrome? I think it is. I don't know. Where, where, where people get captured by something or somebody, and then uh, when it comes time for them to get liberated, they don't want to go. They, they want to stay. Just like when uh, the Israelites came out of Egypt. Right? Some of them didn't want to go. And when they got out of Egypt, they kept arguing to go back. They kept wanting to go back. They kept wanting to go, go back to their captors. They couldn't, they couldn't or they didn't want to handle the freedom. They wanted to go back so that they could be told what to do, when to do it, how to do it. Because they thought that they were uh, more safe and more secure in uh, their former life. Anyway, chapter 48, verse 1. <clears throat> Listen to this, house of Jacob, those who are called by the name Israel and have descended from Judah. And so the Lord is speaking to his, uh, to his people. In verse 3, it says, I declared the past events long ago. They came out of my mouth. I proclaimed them. Suddenly I acted and they occurred. And so the Lord is reminding them. He says, this, this stuff that's going on right now, I told you about it almost 200 years ago. Again, this is Isaiah prophesying out. And so that the people that are in the exile in, in Babylon can refer back to uh, um, Isaiah's prophecies and see that this is a part of God's plan. See, I told you about it long ago. And they're going to occur. In verse 4, it says, Because I know you are stubborn, and your neck is iron, and this cracks me up, and your forehead is bronze. In other words, the Lord is calling them hard-headed. He <laughs> says, and your forehead is bronze. You got a hard head and you're stubborn and you don't listen. 
It says in verse 5, Therefore, I declared to you long ago, I announced it to you before it occurred, so you could not claim my idol caused them, my carved image and cast idol control them. And so the Lord is saying, look, I told you about this a long time ago so that you would not credit what I've done to these worthless idols and statues and other things that you have. You can't claim that you did this yourself. See, I told you about this long ago so that you would credit me for what I've done for you. See, the Lord is making sure and certain that nobody else, you know, arrests his glory. He doesn't like that. He hates that, as a matter of fact. <clears throat> In verse 6, it says, you have heard it, observe it all. You will not acknowledge, or will you not acknowledge it? See, it says, from now on, I will announce new things to you, hidden things that you have not known. It says, in other words, from now on, I'm going to foretell things that are going to happen so that when they happen, you can't credit what I've done to something or somebody else. So I'm going to tell you ahead of time before I do it. Then it says in verse seven, it says they have been created now and not long ago. You have not heard them before today. So you could not claim I already knew them. So the Lord is saying, look, you can't claim you already knew what was going to happen because you didn't know. That's why I'm foretelling it. And that's why I'm not keeping it a secret. So let's go on. Let's see. Yeah, let's go on. We're going to go down to chapter 20. And uh, let me find it here. Here we go. It says, leave Babylon. So this is the Lord telling his people, leave Babylon. Flee from the Chaldeans, the Babylonian people. It says, declare with a shout of joy, proclaim this, let it go out to the end of the earth. So the Lord said, leave Babylon, flee, and when you do, I want you to proclaim this. The Lord has redeemed his servant Jacob. So he said, when you leave, don't just leave silently, you know, in the middle of the night or whatever. Flee and proclaim this, shout this. The Lord has redeemed his servant Jacob. In other words, the Lord has come to rescue his people Israel. He said, let it be known. (laughs) Don't keep it a secret. Let folks know what I'm doing. In chapter 49, the section heading says, the servant brings salvation. And it says, coasts and islands. Again, that's another poetic way to say everybody. Coasts and islands, listen to me. Distant peoples pay attention. In other words, everybody in the earth, listen to me. And it says distant peoples. That distance means distance as in distance. And it means distance as in time. Coasts and islands, listen to me, distant peoples now and into the future. Hear me, hear me what I'm saying. Listen to me, pay attention. It says, the Lord called me before I was born. He named me while I was in my mother's womb. Who is this person? It says in verse 2, he made my words like a sharp sword. He hid me in the shadow of his hand. He made me like a sharpened arrow. He hid me in his quiver. Who is me? Verse five. And now says the Lord who formed me from the, uh, from the womb to be his servant. And now says the Lord who formed me from the womb to be his servant. And now says the Lord who formed me, me, Lord, Lord. This person is referring to himself as Lord. To bring Jacob back 
unto him that Israel might be gathered to him, for I am honored in the sight of the Lord, and my God is my strength. Verse 6, he says, it's not enough for you to be my servant, raising uh, up the tribes of Jacob or Israel and restoring the protected ones of Israel. So God is saying, it is not enough for you, my servant, to just bring Israel back to me and to protect the Israelites. It says, still in verse 6, I will also make you a light for the nations and be my salvation to the ends of the earth. Who might the Lord be referring to? He's referring to Jesus. This is Isaiah prophesying in around 700 B.C. He's prophesying out. Now we're going beyond the time of the return of the exiles. Now we're going out to the birth and the coming of Jesus. It says, I will also make you a light for the nations to be my salvation to the ends of the earth. Verse 7, this is what the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel, his Holy One says, to the one who is despised, to one abhorred by people. So God is saying to the one who is despised, to the one abhorred by people. Who is that? That's Jesus. When Jesus came, he was despised by people. He was abhorred by people. It says, to a servant of rulers, kings will see, princes will stand up, and they will all bow down because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, and he has chosen you. See, so, so uh, uh, Isaiah is essentially announcing that God has chosen Jesus to be the Messiah and the Savior of the world. <clears throat> Uh, let's see where we are now. Let's go down to verse 14. And it says, Zion remembered. In verse 14, it says, Zion says, the Lord has abandoned me. So Israel said, the people said, look, the Lord has abandoned me. The Lord has forgotten me. That's what they're believing. They're going through hardships. They're saying the Lord has forgotten us. He's abandoned us. But in verse 15, this is what the Lord says. He says, uh, through uh, uh, Isaiah the prophet, he says, Can a woman forget her nursing child or lack compassion for the child of her womb? Can a mother forget her babies? Can a mother not have compassion for her babies? Even if these forget. So he's saying, even if this is so, even if this were possible, yet I will not forget you. Verse 16, look. I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. So, so God is saying, look, I have written you on the palms of my hands. I'm not going to forget you. I'm not going to forget about you. Your walls are continuously before me. So it, you're always on my mind. I think about you. You know, a lot of times we feel that we're abandoned and we're lonely. And, um, you know, we don't know. We think nobody cares about us. We turn to the Lord. He says, look. Your name is written on my palm. I haven't forgotten you. The question is never, have I forgotten you? The question is always, has you, have you forgotten me? And he says, as I live, this is the Lord's declaration. You will wear all your children as jewelry and put them on as a bride does. Verse 19, for your waste and desolate places and your land marked by ruins will now be indeed too small for the inhabitants. 
and those who swallowed you up will be far away. So the Lord is saying, look, you're thinking I've forgotten you and that, uh, you know, your, your, your wombs are going to dry up. You're going to have no babies and you're just going to shrivel up as a people and go away. But the Lord says, no, 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 no. <clears throat> he says, he says that your, your, uh, the places that you go, that I take you, that land will prove to be too small. See, for the inhabitants, meaning that you will have too many kids. You will be blessed beyond blessing. And those who swallowed you up, those who persecuted you, they will be far away. They will not be anywhere near you. So this is the Lord countering their belief that they have been forgotten. He's saying, no, no, you haven't. Never. I would never do that. In verse 22, it says, this is what the Lord God says. He says, look. I will lift up my hand to the nations and raise my banner to the peoples. They will bring your sons uh, in their arms and your daughters will be carried on their shoulders. And, and so saying, the nations of the world will be carrying your children on their shoulders. See, it says in verse 23, kings will be your guardians and, and their queens, your nursing mothers. And so, in other words, he's saying, look, you think I've forgotten you? I'm going to have, you know, kings and queens of the of the earth serve you. You know, the queens are going to be your nannies. <laughs> he says, they will bow down to you and their faces to the ground will lick the dust at your feet. Then you will know that I am the Lord. See? Those who put their hope in me will not be put to shame. See, it's a principle here. Now he's talking to the Israelites. He's prophesying through, or he's speaking, declaring the future in prophecy through Isaiah. But he says that those who put their hope in me will not be put to shame. And so that applies to us as well, not to the Israelites back then. Okay. Will not be put to shame. We're going to go to verse 26. And it says, I will make your oppressors eat their own flesh. I will make your oppressors devour themselves and they will be drunk with their own blood as with sweet wine. See, I'm, I'm going to take them out of your way. They're not going to be a stumbling block for you. See, he's going to remove their oppressors. He's going to remove our oppressors. And he says, then all humanity will know that I, the Lord, am your Savior and your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. See, he's going to do that, not just for our benefit, but so that the world will know who he is. See, that's what the situation is. That's what the key is. That's what he's going to do. And he's going to do that through those who call on his name. <clears throat> Let's go to chapter 50, and we're going to drop down to verse 4, entitled, The Obedient Servant. <clears throat> and it says, The Lord God has given me the tongue of those who are instructed to know how to sustain the worry with a word. And so... The servant is saying that the Lord has given me the tongue of those who know how to sustain the weary. He's given me the word through wisdom, how to sustain the weary through a word, through encouragement. The Lord has given me, who's me? This is Jesus. The Lord has given Jesus the words to encourage us. It says, he, God, awakens me each morning. So Jesus said, he the Lord awakens me each morning. He awakens my ear to listen like those being instructed. He says he awakens me in the morning so that when I wake up, I hear what he's speaking to me. I hear what my instructions for the day are. I'm attuned to his voice. 
in verse 5, the Lord has opened my ear and has, and I was not rebellious. I did not turn back. The Lord opened my ear in order to speak wisdom. I was attuned to his ear and I was not, I did not have a forehead of bronze. <laughs> you know, my ear was open and I was not going to be rebellious against that word that he spoke to me. How many times do we believe that we sometimes hear a voice of the Lord, but it's not something that we necessarily may want to hear, and therefore we're going to choose to ignore it. See, Jesus is saying, I don't do that. I do what the Lord tells me to do. Let's drop down to verse 10. And it says, who among you fears the Lord? Who among you fears the Lord, the key is the second part, and listens to his servant? See, if you really fear God, you'll listen to his servant. If you really fear God, you'll listen to Jesus. Who among you walks in darkness and has no light? In other words, who among you fears the Lord and realizes that you can't do this thing called life on your own? You realize that if you rely on your own uh, ideas, your own thoughts, your own knowledge, your own wisdom, your own intelligence, that you're screwed. You know, who among you recognizes that? The word says, let him, let that person trust in the name of the Lord. Let that person lean on his God. See, because that person is eligible because that person is not wise in their own eyes. That person doesn't think that he knows everything. That person recognizes his limitations. That person knows that he's in need of a savior. A savior. Let that person lean on his God. Then it says in verse 11, look, all you who kindle a fire, who encircle yourselves with torches, walk in the light of your fire, and of the torches you have lit. In other words, what it's saying is, look, all you who, who have this fire and in a circle and you encircle yourself with torches and walk in the light of your fire. In other words, you live in a way according to how you think is best. You walk in the direction of what your mind tells you to do. You live according to your wisdom and intelligence. See, you're relying on yourself to navigate this thing called life. It says, look at all of you who do that. The Lord says, this is what you'll get from me. Specifically, it says, this is what you'll get from my hand. This is Jesus speaking. You will lie down in a place of torment. That's what the Lord says. If you try to walk by your own light, if you try to do things that you think are right with no consideration for God or anything he has to say, if you think this thing called life, life is entirely uh, on you to live however you see fit, then this is what you'll get from the hand of Jesus. You will lie down in a place of torment. I think that is explicitly clear and needs no further explanation. And with that, we will conclude for today and we will pick it up in chapter 51 tomorrow. Have a blessed, have a wonderful, have a safe day, and we'll see you in episode 51. Bye-bye and take care.